Hey, this is Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder, and you're at the Sensual Sessions podcast, the place to be to sense your fire, to sense, to share the flame. If you haven't subscribed already, go to www.centrodepoder.com and get yourself signed up to get these episodes delivered weekly on your inbox. And today we have a very special guest. This is Lea Gassler. Welcome, Lea. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And, Lea, and you know, I like, I, go ahead. I, I, I was. I love I love your line about, sorry, there's like a delay in our Zoom, in our like in a, our connection, but I just love what you say about like feeling your fire and like sharing the flame or what was it that you said? Yeah, 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 exactly. It says your fire to share the flame. It's so perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that what this is all about? Like we, we all want to share, but we are so often trying to share from an empty vessel. And I feel that, I mean, we the overworkers, workaholics, overachievers, and I mean, just everyone here, but there are other ways that are even more effective and more, more pleasurable. And I am very curious to see what you will tell us about. So I want to formally introduce you because you have an amazing background. I mean, you have degrees from Bard College, from the, with capital letters, Juilliard School, Rice University, and you have, you pursued a career in classical music and viola performance. And then you discover uh, your own personal expression through personal development, spirituality, and energetics that sounds like an explosive winning combination for pleasure so tell us what draw you to classical music and viola which is so refined and how did you enter to such renowned schools and then what yeah. happened like from the conservatorium and classical yeah. music to sex <laughs> i mean <laughs> like perhaps, I mean, what, what better transition classical music to sex yeah like <laughs> for for me it makes perfect sense to you know to play yeah fibers of an instrument like why not play the fibers of the body and make the music of love <laughs> yes so, <laughs> so this is so like i love i love I love reflecting on this journey because honestly it was a very like classical music has its has its we have like a very contentious relationship. We had a very contentious relationship. That, and that, so I when can. I reflect on that <laughs> Sorry? The contentious it's it's like not so good but it's for sure passionate. I mean, when you get into yeah, yeah, relation that is contentious, it's like you're invested there. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I was very invested, you know, and like 
for me, like classical music was something that I started really young, you know, like I started when I was six. And, and so I like, and I just kept, I kept playing, you know, I, I kept playing because I was talented. Um, I was good at it. Like people told me all of the time how good I was at it. And when you're a kid and like, I was a very, like, I wanted to be liked, like kids do. They want the approval. They want people to be happy with what they're doing. And like, when I was growing up playing classical music, I didn't really have the sense of like, my own, um, like who I was within classical music. I did it a lot because it was, you know, what I did. And it became this like part of my identity. And um, so the 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 wild thing about it was that like, even though I was very invested and I worked very hard at it, I lost that fire that that like from your 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 line, like feeling the fire to share it. Yes. I lost that like completely because I, I really wasn't connected to myself in in classical music. I was like very much connected to how this was for other people wanting to share it, like wanting it to be something for other people and wanting to be like, make an impact and be of service and, and make other people happy with it. But I like was so disconnected from what I was expressing for me. And which is why like I eventually had to go through this path of discovering who I was and, and that led me outside of classical music, you know? Wow. Um, so, so yeah, it's like a, a challenge. It was the challenge of, of putting myself into a place that's meant to be so expressive and finding that I didn't know what there was to express because I had lost touch with who I was within it. Um, but, and it's it's tremendous this story and also even though I am not a classical viola player well I am a dancer but I feel that a lot of yeah. women we can relate to your story because in a way societally we've been educated to be the caregivers and it's also like like a slogan of merit that happiness will come through relations and through service. So you are gonna be happy when the other person is happy and you give your all and that's applauded. And if you excel at that, I mean, like you are a six year old genius kid, viola player, like, I mean, that was a way to, to, to find a, a place, a belonging, and also like apparently a symbol of love. And when you are very good at what you're yes. doing, I mean, like, like super, you have my biggest admiration and applause for having the courage of stepping away from something that you were such a genius at, but didn't fulfill you. I mean, that takes, yes. that, yeah, takes it was lot, that, that takes a lot, but that's like, like, that speaks about honesty and sincerity, especially like from you to to your to your once audience. And I feel that 
we all suffer from that. Oh, and we believe that yes. as we are very good at what we're doing, that must mean that we are enjoying it. But exactly, yeah, yeah. So that leading to sex, it's like bam, it's key because what if everyone likes you but you don't like yourself or everyone enjoys or your your beloved or beloves i don't know whatever setting you are in but you are loved for a performance and it's challenging to to give away the performance and there to be accepted or rejected but for who you are and that's i mean that's yeah. risking the pain of rejection like okay i i am not performing anymore this is me mm -hmm. take it or leave yes it. love and me or or leave me or let me be lonely said nina simone <laughs> yeah yes. Yeah, and like, how, and a lot how did of you like, survive? Was... sorry, how did I survive? How did you survive? Like, like giving away your identity, giving away like, I'm, I don't know, maybe you're a trust fund baby and you have money for you, insured, but if not, like that was like your sustenance, music, maybe grants. You were like, yes. you were in the top best schools from the galaxy so like yeah. that moment of recognition and then like yeah like how did you survive like that yeah. it, was, it was a process it was a process to it was a process to move out to move away from from it and there was a period of time where like i decided that I needed to explore other things just because I wanted to experience other career paths. And I, and so I, I did that. I, I like, I decided that I wanted to be a high school English teacher. I taught high school English for three years. And that was like a really nice transition for me out of the world of classical music, which is very much like, felt like a bubble. Like it's like, it's very specific, mm -hmm. a specific Mm -hmm. like yeah um world it's a, it's, a, it's own little world <laughs> and moving into teaching uh, in public school i was in houston texas it, it just completely opened my eyes and mind to people humanity what is going on in the world outside of this bubble of classical music that i was in for a really long time And it just helped me open up and explore. It wasn't ultimately what I wanted to continue doing as a career path. Um, but once I got into that, I just it just opened my eyes to what mattered to me. And that was the biggest, the big exploration for for several years for me was was like, what am I feeling called to do? What am I like following this feeling of what is what am I curious about that I want to explore? And And then like another pivotal moment for me was having a child. Like when I had my daughter, I just dove so far into personal development because I really wanted to understand how to create my most fulfilling life. 
you know? And it was like, I had, I had done all of these things to try and check off boxes and marks that, that seemed like the right thing to do, or seemed like it was on my path to do. And I did really well. Like I went to the top schools, I got a lot of degrees and I was not feeling confident, fulfilled, self-expressed, any of those things. And so when I, when I had my daughter, I was like, I'm bringing another, another being into the world. And I don't know how I, I have not created a life that I feel fulfilled by. And so that's why I like went so far into just like self-discovery really. And, and, um, and you know, how to, how to create a life that really fulfilled me. Um, so that, that took a lot of rewiring the, from, from the place of, of, of service, because service is, was always very important to me, but yes. it was like service that was also selfless. Yes. And yes. I needed to like reclaim this shadow side of like being selfish yes. so that I could figure out, you know, because I never wanted to be selfish, you know, that was like the worst thing I could possibly be selfish. But I realized that I had no idea who self was. And so I had to like reclaim a little bit of selfish so yeah. that I could figure out like what I wanted for my life. <laughs> yes. And at, at the same time, it's, it's an act of radical responsibility and being an adult. Like, yeah, we are educated, especially as women, to be selfless and to be of service and to be nurturing. And I am fascinating how you reclaim yourself back, like the authority yeah. on what are you doing? What why are you doing it in the moment that you became a mother? So that's where true service and even selflessness should come from, from, from this ownership of you instead of the disease to please everyone that can be yeah. like so absorbing because when everyone is applauding you and giving you titles and and grants and lots of love and praise and obey standing ovations like i mean yeah. it's hard to not forget oneself and then i love like the how in reclaiming your your essence you brought up or to my to my impression you brought up your true artistic expression because that's what i see in your feed and the work that that you're doing helping yeah. women men in committed relationships to create sex and transcendental intimacy through energetic somatic work but it's not at all this other discourse of complying to a cookie cutter template of intimacy and even sex but you in my impression yeah you're bringing forth the true artistry and that is fascinating tell us how how did you got into coaching on 
on intimacy and sexuality because it's yeah, okay. still a, a little bit of of a taboo topic and at the same time it's like in our society we have so many double standards about intimacy i mean there are like a lot like we are sold bmws with a butt on it and like everything is sexualized and even sex is sexualized to the point that there's everything going on in those footages that you see in triple x sites that sometimes i look just for biomechanical mm -hmm. research <laughs> and the like the the essence of, of of what happens there in intimacy is not there. So how right. did you like became interested on sexuality, intimacy, and working, helping couples to to have better intimacy and sex? Sure. Yeah. So my the path towards sex and intimacy for me was was an extension of this seeking self-expression and really trying to find the the bottom the biggest source of like where I could not express myself like where I really could not just be completely authentically open and like as I was going down this this exploration because when I first started coaching I was coaching um, classical musicians on confident performance which is sex and intimacy to be to be honest yes, yes, it's like yes, we yes. like it's it's bearing your soul yeah yeah it's bearing your soul through expression you know yes, yes and yes. um and sharing that yeah like sharing the vulnerability the truth of who you really are. And, um, and that was like, that was how I made the transition to coaching. Um, and then like, of course this shifted a lot because I, after, first of all, like, first of all, it, like I, I went through a shift where I didn't want to continue playing, practicing, being in the classical music world. And I was going deeper into this, like my own self-discovery, which kept on going deeper to the point where, where I, discovered that the place where I was still not able to be fully self-expressed was in sex and intimacy. That was like at the bottom of it all, like at the bottom of, of, of everything was this like resistance right there with sex and intimacy to like be vulnerable and open and share myself fully, really, you know, on a human and soul level with other humans. And, um, and that like, that for me, that for me, you know, I, there was this like painful element of relationships for me where there was this lack of connection at a certain level. You know, it was this like, like sex was a was was just a physical thing to do and back when i was very great at people pleasing it was a people pleasing thing to do it was like i know how i know i know how to do it so that you'll like it 
but I'm not really enjoying it. I'm not really in it. I'm not really sharing myself. I'm not really fulfilled by it. Um, I'm not really feeling like this transcendental ex extension of my being, like this connection with another soul. Like it was just, it got to the point where it was like disappointing, you know, like I, I wish there was more to it, you know? Um, and so like, that that in my in my self discovery and my journey towards being fully self expressed was the the bottom like the foundation <laughs> where i got to finally was just like unlocking this for myself which took a lot it took a lot and i didn't i didn't have a sex and intimacy coach that i was working with it was just me <laughs> discovering like doing my mirror work and my shadow work and my inner child healing you know um, um you and that that's how i got there yeah yeah hitting rock bottom it's it's like the rock bottom that yeah. many of us like know it's there if we just open the eyes and we don't want until Exactly. We know there's a sex and intimacy coach out there, and here you are. <laughs> Let's go for it. Yeah. Yes. 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 Confidence, and not only for an artist on stage, is about sex and intimacy. It com confidence itself, I feel, it's exudated stems from the pores of how you relate to yourself intimately because I can testify that I've been drawn to horrible men that are very confident and it's like if this guy is so horrible and so confident I mean he knows himself he has something <laughs> and also a very handsome guy so very confident and etc but that is the key And being a, a performing artist that rehearses a lot, but at the moment of the life experience, there's absolutely nothing to hold on to but yourself, if any. And exactly. more than holding to yourself or grabbing exactly, yourself, it's like the only thing that will keep you there standing and not like having your bent, knees bent from nervousness and the monster of the thousand heads that is the public, the audience in the theater looking at you is like this confidence yeah. that sustains you. And at the same time, confidence is the other face of vulnerability. And this, yeah. this softness in a way, at least for me, is the ultimate strength like being soft and open and vulnerable is is the ultimate strength and it comes yeah. from deep within from your life force from your creative force that is sexual energy and well it said that that it can be this energy life force can be aroused or non-aroused but i that's what I try to teach to people that doesn't matter if you are in bed or or like at work, it's the same energy that will sustain you. But when you are 
having sex yes. in this energy, like in its in its full fire of of ex of expression, and yeah, like yeah. the bed is is a divine piece of furniture that doesn't let you lie or hide. I mean, you can try, but yeah. like you can. There's no place to to hide in the bed. It's, it's like in the stage, right? And it's not about having wearing clothes clothes on or being naked. It's about bearing the soul that is. I mean, it, it's scary. It's scary, and but it's worthwhile yeah. because, like, when you when you if you find yourself naked, you will find yourself <laughs> that's you so why why not yeah, right embracing yourself right and exactly and that's all, like yeah so and owning yourself and yeah. and then you you will have yourself to share with another and with the world and until then you will be truly making a service which is what artists do i believe so yeah yeah tell us tell us what what is the main challenge that you see maybe in your own story or or with your coaching clients in regards to sexuality and intimacy what what's the first like brick wall we all yes. stumble i think on? yeah honestly the first The first brick wall is like finding actual value, like recognizing with our intellectual minds that we are feeling beings, <laughs> you know, like, yes. especially for me coming from such an intellectual world where like we exist up here in our minds, rationalizing everything, thinking we can figure out our lives by this, that, and the other thing, like, like thinking that we can relate to the world by logicking it out and we become so disconnected from our sensory experience of life and we become so disconnected from our our energy like what even our energy is what it's telling us like how we feel in our lives like we walk around feeling pretty crappy a lot of the times yeah. doing things we don't really want to do yeah. for long periods of time Yes, you know, and and even in in sex, like yeah. we we do it without really feeling it because we're stuck in our heads thinking about what the other person wants or whether they're liking it or what you know how to please. Yes. And this, like, so like the number one brick wall is just is is recognizing the value of feeling sensory experience, like experiencing your life through sensation yes definitely <laughs> and um yeah and, and like and reconnecting to that you know and finding that like also you know pleasure you know we're so programmed against pleasure it's it's like there's a whole bunch of old weird programming like it's sinful to experience yes. pleasure and if we're not if we don't give ourselves permission to experience pleasure then we have no access to create a life that we really love because we don't even we're we're resisting 
being pleased by it. <laughs> well, yes, yes, it's exactly. Like, it's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, like it, it, it's a, it's a nonsense. Like pursuit, like being entitled to the pursuit of happiness, as some place very important in the USS. <laughs> but like you are entitled to the pursuit of happiness, but like that's only the pursuit and like the goal. But right. but when you finally achieve it, it you're as you are not entitled to the ownership of happiness and that pleasure, then you exactly. you go finding the next one and the next one without never owning it and experiencing exactly. it. And that's the mind shift that it's very necessary in our society of understanding yes. pleasure and happiness as the means not as the end and this is yes an awareness of exactly the, of the process and what happens when you take care of of the process yes. the outcome is splendorous and glorious so i mean the way of pleasure it's even right more productive more efficient more effective like more earth loving because it that, is that's nature's way i mean you don't see the tree suffering and like forcing flowers out <laughs> like the trees bloom yes. <laughs> and yeah yes. yeah we, it's so important and there's that we work overcoming this brick wall that you point out so clearly that overthinking has become our heroine we we've become addicted to our discursive thinking and we have to come back to to our senses and realize that we are sentient beings we are feeling beings and that that's the baseline not only for great sex but for everything exactly yeah yeah and like and there's this this other factor of that which is that that like we are in this constant um like like you said pursuit And especially for women, we have this resistance to receiving, to like Ooh. allowing these things to just to, for our bodies yeah. to to receive what we already have, even, you know, like even the pleasure of what we already have, we don't often experience it again because we are so disconnected from our bodies. And we're constantly thinking our way out into the future, like we're uh, in the process of acquiring something else. Yes, we're. And so, and and this like, comes up so much. Yes. Sorry. We, go ahead. No, what what you said is like wow. Yes, we think our way out of pleasure by planning the future, yeah. and that's because we are very compliant with our education in that pleasure is sinful. Heaven is for the poor. If you you have to sweat and hard earn the bread you eat, I I don't know all, all that stuff that is like very yeah, unscripted all of that in all of that in our minds. But like wow, it shows up especially in in feminine pleasure and in us women that yeah. we are so so challenged to receive what we already even what we've already gotten and even what we have already earned with our hard 
effort like yes and then it's like embedded that it's never enough but at the same time right like you you don't deserve it because you're not good enough but when you finally deserve it it's like the vanity of, of uh, no 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 i am not gonna enjoy it because it's not enough for me and i'm not gonna be satisfied until i accomplished more and that's all lies and it's wrong and we are here to change it <laughs> exactly yes exactly yes yes and yes. receiving pleasure it's so important yes it's it's very it's very hard for for that's so that's like probably that's probably like number two brick wall is uh, receiving pleasure <laughs> number two brick wall receiving pleasure and yeah and you know another thing that maybe a, a brick wall is like how to deal with the uncertainty and unexpectedness of the now of, of the present yes. moment because even i mean being in front of of a theater playing music mm -hmm. like even if it's classical music you have rehearsed well maybe you played jazz or or anything but even in jazz like even in improvisation there's like a certain script but like in in sex like It's so it's so easy to default on on the winning formula and pleasing the other person. Yes, like you get in your suit of people pleaser, pleaser, and then yes. you are protected from the mystery of what can and unfolds now. That is the magic of intimacy and sex. So exactly, like and that, how not to freak like, out? That's with like where. Yeah, that's where. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's that's a lot of where like where you know when I when I work with clients, there's that whole you know when you're with somebody for a period of time, it becomes this routine, especially when you're really not connected to yourself. You know, you're really like you know the winning formula, like you said. It's like we have this goal in mind. You know, I I want. I want to orgasm. I want him to come. Like, I know how to make it happen. We go through these routines and it becomes very like an activity. Like it just a means to an end ah, and it loses a lot of the magic of the, of the discovery, the sensual discovery. And it, it loses the intimacy. It loses the connection. It loses the expression of love and the newness and, and the, And, and the exploration that it really get can be and gets to be. And the excitement, you know, <laughs> loses all of that. And the excitement. So like, and yes, and, and yeah, yeah. And, and it really is, it comes, it always comes back to, and this is why I feel that it's, it's so, it's so empowering to me that it always comes back to us. You know, it's never like we, we need, we need someone else to change. We need him him or her to do something differently it's really we get to come back to us and experiencing sex and intimacy like an exploration from within us not like 
calculating out there what they want and then trying to generate that, which just puts us back in our head, you know? It just always gets to come back to this, like, discovery. Always come back to this discovery and the exploration within yourself. Because otherwise you're just, like, checking off the checkboxes of the list of of the sexual to-dos to comply with your self-image of a good lover or or wanting to to keep the guy there with you or whatever and that's yeah very hypocrite to say the least i mean yeah to say what it is it's it's plain sad because it's yeah it's it's exposing the, the the deepest of you like your sexuality to comply with with something that has nothing to do with you right yeah yeah and 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 it's you know like for me you know what what this activating the sexual energy and and being in this present sensory exploration it's a different it's like a whole once you unlock that during for sex, it, it unlocks it everywhere in, in your life, you know, because yes. if you are going through sex, like it's this routine thing, it, like you're like, you're bored by it, you know, you're checking off the boxes. And, and this, I feel like this happens for anybody that's in a long-term relationship. If they're just dealing with life, like stressed of life, all the normal stuff, it's so easy for sex to just fall into that category. Like, you you eat lunch so mindlessly you have sex so mindlessly of course you're not going to be like super present when you're practicing being mindless everywhere else in life and just trying to get through the day you know what i mean exactly <laughs> so exactly. it's like exactly yeah so, so when, once you <laughs> go ahead sorry yeah like our our life Oh, and our existence and the body it's it's one it's a whole so if you're collapsed all day in front of the computer and then you drive your car sitting collapse and then you go and collapse in the sofa in front of netflix how you think you're gonna be in the bed if mm-hmm. not collapsed like where like exactly. <laughs> where are you gonna take like the it i mean yeah. with with there can be like ah the, the excitement of something new or like you suddenly saw your beloved as as the first time and ah and maybe that ignites the rest but i it's very important to have like a global approach of sensitivity which is what i try to mm-hmm. teach with sensuality i mean sensuality understood broadly as sensing pleasure through the senses and expressing through movement in a way that it's free from inhibition. So you have this base of being in your flesh 24-7 and then like you are already in, in that voluptuous state when you face your beloved and exactly. go, go into sex. Like you, you are already... In the zone and you just exactly. like have a great fuck <laughs> exactly <laughs> otherwise it's like 
I mean, exactly. That's exactly. And that's why people use drugs, blah blah, yeah, alcohol, go cheating, etc., to find a, a supplement, an external yeah. source of of something that is not happening there. That is the free flow of life energy. And interestingly enough, exactly. like this power potency, it's not out there. You already have it. You already know it. And you know it, you have it in you. But the thing is, like, what you point out exactly. so clearly of taking ownership of your pleasure, like knowing how to, mm. to own what you already have. And that is like, yeah. like a supreme act. Well, shouldn't be a supreme act, but it is an act of maturity, of saying like, Yeah, an adult, and this is my life, and it's my decision and my responsibility. Especially here, finally, yeah. behind closed doors, with the lights off, <laughs> with the person that you love, that it can be like to start with mm -hmm. yourself. But it's yes challenging at the same time. We need to yes our our mindset. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, and and what you said is exactly perfect. Like this, the the spark of sexual energy that is that like that like life force energy. Once you once you get to know it for yourself, like we're all like a lot. Of, we, most of us around here, like just is, when you're an adult, like we kind of cut ourselves off from it. Especially you know if you get in the marriage, you have kids, you know you cut that the sexual energy really gets the, the damper put on it. Um, and like, as there's so much about being, you know, married and a mom that puts and, and having the jobs that we, that most people have, you know, that, that aren't your passion, you know, it puts the damper on the sexual energy for so many of us. And so we walk around disconnected from the sexual energy, forgetting that it's there and that we can access it. And it, it, it doesn't, it, it it makes our whole life light up. It makes our whole pleasure of everything light up. It makes, we have more fun. We enjoy our life more. Like we're, it, things are easier when you, when you actually activate the flow of sexual energy, it makes you feel exactly. more youthful. Like yes, that's how yes, yes. you experience it. It's like, you feel youthful. And like, I don't know, yes, it changed yes. my life when I, when I started exploring it and activating it. And just like you said, it's like, you when you think about the word turned on you know it's like you have it's exactly that already lit within you uh-huh yes turn on <laughs> and that's the key so you're like, walking around like experiencing yes. turned on. <laughs> yeah and, and sparkling the, the turn on-ness from everyone and you said that the, the sexual energy it's the fountain of eternal youth and you can see Mick Jagger having kids at 70 years old. I mean, Mick Jagger never surrendered his ownership on his core power. And we we saw these uh, many, Sofia Loren. You see Sofia Loren, I mean, yeah. she, how old is she? she? She has all the years of the universe already. She's like 90. And you see her with, with her cleavages and her boobs. And I mean, she is jaw dropping. She came to Mexico like 10 years ago to 
to the opening of a museum. And I mean, you saw her two mm -hmm. blocks away and she made your panties fall just because of her brimming life force. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I swear it. And it's not that ah, she's Italian, that's what she, no, she's Sofia Loren, but she never relinquished her right to her own pleasure. And we yeah. all have that same energy. And I mean, how come like the Rolling Stones at those ages are having worldwide tours as busy as when they were like 18? Because that's the way it's yeah. meant to be. And that's that's for all of us. If we don't dampen this, right. this spring of of life of energy of youthfulness of yeah. of vitality and perhaps an, another right. another brick wall of the collection of brick walls that we hit our head <laughs> against is being afraid of our power and our pleasure because i mean yeah yeah so would you share with us an exercise, visualization, a, a little something to experience um, being more, how, how can we be more expressive in our sexual pleasure? Like, how can we like not be afraid of expressing mm. this this life force that is sexual yeah. energy and it's tremendously pleasurable otherwise yeah. we would be here if our yeah. parents didn't know and grandparents and you know how it goes yeah yes okay so well one like i think one of the most basic ways to re-access that sensory experience is something that's like super accessible which is scanning your senses and this is something that I'll do if I'm like finding I'm like really stuck in my head you know like I would go for I would go for walks and as I'm walking I would literally scan my senses you know like what bring the consciousness what am I seeing right now like what you know noticing what you're seeing right now, noticing the sounds that you hear right now, the sounds that are in your space, the sounds that are outside your space, those subtle sounds that are in the distance that you're barely conscious of, and then going into your body, your physical sensations, going, experiencing whatever the taste, the flavor, the smells around you. This is one way that I find to just bring myself back to presence. I would do this like sometimes I do this while I'm eating. <laughs> like like I said, if you're if you're eating your lunch mindlessly, you're having sex mindlessly, probably. Of course. So of course. I would do this while I'm eating because it's such a it's such an indulgent like interactive interactive experience. So just like savoring the textures of food, savoring the flavors. 
and between your mouth and your hands, you know, especially those two areas where you're really engaged in the activity. Um, so I like doing that during eating because that really, like, it really slows you down. It's, it gets quite sexual when you're eating yeah. food because <laughs> the sensations are, are, are similar. Um, so that's like a sensory, that's like a sensory one Basically. for me, like activating the sexual energy. I love feeling into that second chakra area, like that space two inches below your belly button. And I, I will frequently like put on some kind of music and like move into that space. And if I feel like constriction there or, or, um, or energy that's like bound there, like I, I like resistance there, I will just like consciously start moving into that area, like, like, like rubbing the area in circles with my hands, you know, to try and activate that sexual energy that's right there. You know, that that's the area where it kind of originates. Um, and I find like any type of like um, <laughs> hip circles movements from that area and, and I put on music and I will just like move into that space. And another way to like really, really expand there is if you make audible noise like let whatever resistance if there's resistance or whatever um wants to be expressed like come out in sound that is very vulnerable i feel like yes. once you can express the sensation in your body through sound that's a huge breakthrough for people when they're learning how to open up their vulnerability and intimacy during sex because we have so much resistance with this letting ourselves speak, letting ourselves vocalize. Um, so my personal practices, I will explore that because if, if you feel uncomfortable doing it for yourself, you're definitely leaving something out of the, like off the table in your sex life. If you're, yes. you know, yes. feeling uncomfortable vocalizing for yourself. Yeah. So, so th those are just like two different ways to access. There's like the sensory experience and then there's that internal energetic experience which is sometimes harder to connect to at first yeah, yeah. amazing that's key and it le leads us to the winning phrase of how you're having your lunch is how you will you for sure will have sex like because that everything is connected so why not <laughs> get ready prepare your sensitivity every time you have lunch And you say the key word of delight, delight in it, in the, in, in the, yes, in the textures, like between your hands and your mouth, and that will slow down and increase your sensitivity. And also while moving the hips and connecting with the second chakra, sexual energy, allow yourself to express through sounds that just come out that we that's what we do or we used to do when you we were unrepressed and free little beings i mean kids may make mm -hmm. noises and when you're really like yeah taken by the flavor of something delicious that you're eating it's like mm, like do makes it's it's the natural yeah. way. 
So I, I am loving this. this yes, this that's tip a huge because you know, that's that's a great way to combine those two things is to make to make the noises of pleasure. You know, to allow yourself to vocalize pleasure when you experience pleasure in your life. Yes. You know, like eating your food. Yes. Vocalize. vocalize. I mean, it, it's like we don't, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's really liberating when we allow ourselves to accept because it, it requires us again to receive the pleasure and to be present in the pleasure that we are receiving in order to like, be like, mm, you know, in order to be like, oh, yes, you know, like, <laughs> oh, you just walk outside and the sun is shining and you're like, oh, <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, yes, Re reclaiming. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great access to sexual liberation. It's just like claiming that pleasure and vocalizing it, claiming <laughs> and vocalizing pleasure and that will undampen sexual energy that we may be afraid of our yeah. power potency splendor and beauty but that's exactly what is required to run our lives i mean if you have kids you're married or maybe you're not married and you don't have kids but still we all are like up to our noses with work and productivity and we want to save the the world and make peace and the animals and the water and everything <laughs> i mean we really need that lava river of life force power that we have in our sexuality it's there for for a reason so yeah i the key is to exactly. invite in your lunch and vocalize pleasure like yes. just, just commit to delighting your lunch as that's a, as simple and as elegant as because that's it i mean it's not something super complicated It's it's about also the humbleness right. of of no this is very simple it's a like a divine recognition it really is it really, it really is. is it's 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 so much I mean it's 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 again that reception like it's receiving something that is sustaining you it's receiving something that is contributing to your energy you know and it's like taking that moment to experience all of it and the delight is not just that like it's filling your belly it's like there's flavor there's scent there's texture there's taste there's softness and, and wetness and crunchiness and like everything going on there and and it's a whole sensual experience that's nourishing you on so many levels and like if that if you can be so present in that That's your pra that's the practice, you know? That, you'll be like on fire by the end of lunch, ready to go. Like, like hey, <laughs> let's hit the bedroom. <laughs> let's hit the turn on. Turn on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm loving this. How can we deepen in our exploration of delight, both in our general lives and sexuality how can we learn more about your work and work with you 
Sure. Yeah. I'm at, all of my work is on Instagram right now. Um, so you can follow me at my handles at Leah Gassler, just all one word. Um, and I mostly do one-on-one programs right now. Um, and I have a six month course, one-on-one course, and it's all about, it's about being able to access and create amazing sex and intimacy with the person you are in a committed relationship, the person you love. So it's for people who are in like a long-term or committed relationship who feel that kind of disconnection from themselves and that inability to really like have freaking amazing transcendental sex and intimacy with their partner. And like, this is, this is so important to me that people, you, we, we make commitments to each other and we have people we live with for our entire lives. And we like still feel this lack of connection or this inability to be fully satisfied by sex and intimacy. And that is like, I, I want people to be able to express their love and their self and their connection to their partner through sex and intimacy. So that's what the course is all about. And of course it like, it's one-on-one men because it takes it all back to us. It's always about like unlocking that permission and unlocking that self-expression through us. That's the magic of it, you know? That's the magic of it. So, um, so yeah. yeah, go follow Leah Gassler in Instagram and join her one-on-one mentorings and her six-month course. Yeah. Imagine, like, if we are already all light up and inspired and delighting in every breath with one episode, like, must be fantastic to go through through the <laughs> process of your mentoring. Thank you so yeah. much, Leah. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been It's been a real joy. Thank you so much. Me too. I... I really appreciate all that you share with us and your story is very relatable and the tools that we have to implement in our launch and moving the hips. I mean, it seems so simple and it's so simple, but that's elegance and simplicity. Like, yeah, go yes, for it. It's a, yes. It's a, it's, an access point like it's always that he is like finding an access point for you you know to reconnect to you <laughs> yeah access points to yeah with you so essentialist mm -hmm. i hope that you delighted so much as i did and go follow leah on gasler at instagram and remember to take the time to sense your fire so you can share the plane And if you haven't already, go to centraldepolar.com and subscribe to get these episodes delivered weekly on your inbox. Take care. See you next time.